This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Thanksgiving Day 2008. I'm Joel Dewitt. They're burying someone at Forest Lawn. There's a big mob on the hill. They're burying someone at Forest Lawn. Covina's unnaturally still. I wasn't going to record an episode for today. I was going to take the week off, actually. But I remember this recording that I took off the radio. Every year on Thanksgiving, uh, NPR rebroadcasts a speech or a talk of storytelling given by British screen and stage actor Charles Lawton. I didn't get the whole thing on tape, but uh, it is fun to listen to. His off-the-cuff remarks are much more interesting to listen to than my prepared material. So enjoy his stories and his readings. And I'll follow it up with a nice little American song. Happy Thanksgiving. But I'm digressing. I get talking and there I go. (laughs) I was only trying to make the point that all of this modern art isn't necessarily trash by a long, long chalk. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you a story. This is a story about something that happened to me. It happened to me over a period of 40 years. Don't worry, it doesn't take that long to tell. (laughs) It's a story about ancient and modern art. And it's a true story. When I was 19 years old, I was on my first holiday in Europe, and I was on my way to Switzerland, and I took a day side trip to Chartres in France, which is about 50 miles outside Paris, because I'd been told that the cathedral of Chartres was the most beautiful cathedral in the world. And it was a very bright, sunny day, and when you went into the cathedral, it was like going into a gulf of blackness. And it was some minutes before the colors of the great stained glass windows of Chartres emerged from the darkness. I... There are blues that you can't imagine. Scarlets and golds and greens and purples and greys. When I was a kid, I had Mother Goose stories read to me. And I remember lying in bed at night thinking of uh, Aladdin's cave with its heaps of rubies and emeralds and amethysts and topaz scintillating in the dark. Well... It takes a good deal to top a child's imagination of the glittering beauty of precious stones. But the stained glass windows of Chartres did that. And there was something else, too. My favorite American painter, Morris Graves, once said to me, Chartres is a staircase to heaven. Well, I was lost in wonder in front of one of the windows. I learned afterwards it was quite a famous window. It was called... Our Lady of the Beautiful Stained Glass. And a little old man walked in between me and the window. At least he looked old to me then. He must have been in his middle fifties. He wouldn't look old to me now. (laughs) And he had a little alpaca coat on and one of those French oval hats like you see in the paintings of medieval artisans. And I said to him in French, Excuse me, sir, but would you kindly tell me if that is a 12th or 13th century window? And he looked around, he had very bright eyes. He had one of those over-large French moustaches. And he went on looking at me for a long time, so long that I got embarrassed. And eventually he said, 
That is a very curious question for such a young man to be asking. That is a 12th century window, and it's one of the most beautiful in the cathedral. And he went on looking at me, and he said, What are you doing at three o'clock this afternoon? Well, I had a train to catch at one o'clock for Switzerland, but that was very quickly forgotten, and I said I was doing nothing. So at three o'clock, he started to show me the cathedral. Oh, he didn't only show me about the periods of art in the cathedral, but he taught me about the structure of medieval society. You know, in those great stained glass windows there, uh, way back in the 12th century, many of them were contributed by the trade unions of the day, by the vintners, the furriers, the stonemasons, and so on, because there are little plaques of their trade in the windows. And then he'd take me to stand at certain places where you'd get special compositions of the stone pillars and perspective of the stained glass windows, and then he'd say, come back and see this in the light at five o'clock. And then when he'd be waiting for me at five o'clock, and then after that he'd say, come back and see this in the early morning light. Well, it finished by my staying three days at Chartres. And I went on my holiday to Switzerland, and I learned afterwards that I'd been taught by a very famous man. His name was Etienne Ouvé. He was the head guardian of the cathedral, and he'd written all the important books about it. Well, 25 years later, I was making a movie in Paris, and I went down to Chartres again. And Etienne Ouvé was still there, in his 80s now, very bent, flat feet like a waiter, white grizzled hair, the same sharp, bright eyes, and he looked at me for a long time, and he said, where have you been for 25 years? <laughs> yes, I was very touched, because the incident had meant something to him, as heaven knows it had to me. I was also rather ashamed, because I hadn't been back to see the man who had taught me so much, and he said, what became of you? As I became an actor. He said, are you successful? I said, yes. He said, come along. I'll show you what I showed you 25 years ago. It was like a, a solemn ritual in memory of my youth. And I remember when we parted that time, he said to me, well, if you don't come and see me for another 25 years, I shall certainly be dead. But they'll give me a cathedral up there to show people around, and if you've behaved yourself, I'll show you around that one, too. <laughs> well, uh, that's the last time I saw him, because uh, two years later, he was dead. Well, now this story changes direction a little. I suppose the most sought after of all the French modern abstract painters is a man called Alfred Manessier. That's M-A-N-E-S-S-I-E-R. -S and I'd always wanted to own a Manessier, and one day I bought one in Paris. Oh, it has a... It's got a, it's got a background of uh, purple, blue, and there's a tumbling force of green, blue, and black, and vermilion, and violet rose tumbling through the picture. And there was an echo of something else that had happened to me in that picture, and I didn't know what it was at the time. But that evening, the evening of the day I bought the picture, I met Manessier for the first time. We were very shy with each other, we're very good friends now. But eventually he told me that what he'd been trying to show in this painting was the pursuit of man by God. And the tumbling force of color through the purple-blue of the upper air was a representation of the Spirit of God in pursuit of the soul of man. Well, that year, I was at Stratford-on-Avon in England, you know, where Shakespeare was born. I was acting in Shakespeare. I was acting King Lear there. And I had a letter from Manessier 
asking me if I'd be the first person to see his new collection of paintings. Well, it's a very great honor to be asked to be the first person to see a great artist's new painting. So I had three days off from the theater and I went over. I saw the paintings and as I was leaving before lunch, I was making my excuses to the household because I didn't want to burden the household. Manessi said to me, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Chartres Cathedral because that's only about 14 miles away from Manessi's farm. And he said, I'm coming along with you. Well, in the automobile on the way there, my, my heart was pounding with excitement at the idea of seeing the great stained glass windows through the eyes of the great painter. And unaccountably, the purple blues and the green blues and the blacks and the vermilions and the violet rose of the painting I owned were swirling around in my mind. It was just as if pieces of a puzzle were trying to fit themselves together. And I suddenly had a wild suspicion. And I said to Manessier, did you know Houvet? And there was a long, long pause. And then he said, you too. And so we, we didn't speak to each other all the way to Chart Cathedral. We were too moved that this man had picked us out. And so when we got to the cathedral, we ran about like children. Shown us the same things, said many of the same things to us. And it finished up by standing underneath the great central tower of Chartres, and there the stone pillars go up and up and up until the stone seems to lose all weight, and the great stone roof seems to float in the air above your head. And Manessier looked down to me and said, We have good fathers, you and I. And that's the end of the story. Well, those two things were about religious experiences. And there's a third thing here about a religious experience. This is a psalm. And it is a song by a man who felt his creator and all the wonders of nature around him. And if you want to look it up, it's Psalm 104. It goes like this. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who coverest thyself with light as with a garment, who, who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. The waters stood above the mountains at thy rebuke they fled, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away, they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. He causeth the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengtheneth man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, where the birds make their nests. As for the stalk, the fir trees are her house. Thou makest darkness, and it is night, 
wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth, O Lord. How manifold are thy works. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping innumerable. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will be glad in the Lord. I suppose all you can gather from those three things is that the, um, the, the spirit goes on. It goes on from the Psalms to the great medieval artists to a great medieval scholar to a great French painter to an actor to a writer from San Francisco who's been called a beatnik. Same thing, you know. And it'll go on from there. Eight hours at the airport On a hotel to go for hard Wanna sit on the back porch And stare at the stars From the chemical At the end of the world Amaze me America Save me From Armageddon I wrote to 